I do not gang bang, but play me like I'm pussy, I will pull up and bang bang. Niggas get knocked out, just say they gon' pop out, hop out, ooh, wop out, and air the whole block out, blow the whole stock out, and not about what I'm about, I'm a one-man band, I bring the drum out and dump it, bend your block, one o'clock, blowin' the trumpet, I'm with the shits, my niggas still hit the licks, I'm stupid rich, still doing some stupid shit. Hey, what's up everyone? You're now listening to the Powercast, I believe it's episode 29. And we will be recapping Season 5, Episode 8, A Friend of the Family. And uh, I'm here with a, an actual friend of my family, Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How you doing, Rich? Hey, what's up, Gary? And what's up, listeners and viewers? Yes. <laughs> cool. And I'm also here with Miss, Miss Dana Abercrombie. How you doing, Dana? I got the strap. I'm ready. Oh, she got the strap. Okay, cool. Yeah, so... Very explosive episode, as as I'm sure everyone who's listening to this knows. Uh, you know, you wouldn't be here if you hadn't already watched the episode. So, uh, I mean, like, let's let's not delay this. Let's get right into you know the the, the meat and potatoes. Uh, the, I mean, because I I can't contain myself till till the end of the episode to talk about this. So I'm gonna dive right into Canaan. So throughout the whole episode, you know, it starts where it left off last week. You know, with Jamie. Uh, Angela and Tasha talking about who's going to take the rap for you know the murder of Ray- Raymond Jones with the gun and everything and covering for Tariq and everything uh, so they, they come up Jamie comes up with a solution that he wants to frame someone he wants to put the murder on someone um, and he comes up with Dre because you know they want to take out Dre anyway and he's disposable at this point um, even after they had that arrangement so he comes up with a plan where he wants to, you know, uh, use, he wants to plant the gun on him somehow. And then I guess the plan was to take out Dre as well, like, or have him killed or something like that, but have the, the murder weapon found on him so that the cops, you know, discover that he was probably behind the murder or whatever of Raymond Jones. So that was the plan. But Tasha, she has a vendor, a grudge against Kanan. So she comes up with her own plan and she's like, let's actually put this on Kanan instead and then you know throughout the whole episode we see her trying to put that plan into place she even calls in Tariq to you know kind of get him to uh to make a connection between Kanan and Ray Ray so they can you know uh tell that story to the cops and everything like that uh Tariq seems very hesitant and you know he because he has some some type of bond with Kanan uh, so he seems very hesitant at first, but then later on, they're bonding still. They're spending more time together. He's showing them how to sell drugs and sell Xanax and all that stuff. And everything seems normal between them. But then later on in the episode, we see, uh, you know, Kanan's driving in the car with, with Tariq and he gets stopped by the police. And, you know, Kanan's like, oh, do what you did with that, you know, that security guy before or whatever. And uh, the police, like, asked to check, you know, Kanan, the the back of Kanan's car. And he's like, cool, you're not going to find nothing. They check it. The gun's in there. It flips over to, you know, uh, Jamie and Tasha having an argument. 
like because she actually put her plan into place she spoke to Tariq I guess and she she kind of uh, made him agree to do it so it flips back and we see you know Tariq actually kind of uh, he, he's got that look like he knows you know we, we know he did it basically and then uh, the cops ask Kanan to step out and um, Kanan's like I take the boy because at that point he knows that you know Tariq set him up and then they try to cuff Kanan and then he does some secret agent type shit where he flips around and hits the cop and then he gets his gun and shoots shoots them and then he has a shootout with the other cops that are behind and Tariq's in the car looking all scared and everything in the police car uh, uh, Kanan takes a few shots but he manages to kill the whole squad and then you know there's a scene where he's looking on at Tariq uh, and I'm surprised he didn't try to harm him or anything at that point but yeah then he goes on and takes one of the police vehicles drives away and then Kanan dies from his wounds he bleeds out and that's the end of Kanan so let's let's dive right into that first of all so what, what was you guys initial reaction when you saw that so uh rich and no actually dana you you you're the most you know you saw it most recently than 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 we did so you go first i uh, uh i'm so i have mixed emotions about this whole episode um first of all i want to say one thing Tariq, no one made Tariq to do anything. What we've seen this entire season is Tariq making his own choices. And I think it's very important to point that out. No one can make Tariq do anything. And even with the conversation that he had with his mother, Tasha, remember when she was pleading and saying, it's either me, as in your family, or it's Kanan. And he made the decision right there because I didn't know he was going to make it. I was like, nah, he's going to stick with Kanan. He made the definitive decision to stick with his family. So he decided that he was going to go with Tasha's plan. First of all. Secondly, I want to point out during the shootout, it's very important to point out that the last cop that Kanan shot was he was laying right in front, right by the side door where Tariq had perfect view when he was flipping out and peeing on himself and screaming on the inside. Um, he was in perfect view and he looked, he stood above the cop, looked directly at Tariq and pulled the trigger. Um, that to me was very important because he was showing him one, this is the choice that I make. This is the choice as Kanan, my life and how, how I make my choices. This is the life that I decide to go down. Secondly, you could see the betrayal in his eyes. And also you can feel for me when he got into the car to drive away, there was this sense, this overwhelming sense of loneliness where Tariq's betrayal cut him really deep. And for me, it was the first time we got to see these kind of raw emotions. Yes, he was bleeding out, but to see he thought he had an ally in Tariq. Remember the whole conversation leading up to the shootout was, you're my, you're like my son. You're like my son. He kept saying, my son, my son, my son. And when Tariq had that conversation with Sean and was saying, oh, wasn't Sean also your son? And he paused for a minute and he was like, yeah, but he's not you. So to see Tariq betray him like that, he was his genuine sense of being hurt. 
the whole thing, I did not expect. I don't think that Tariq expected it to go down that way. The original plan was he was going to go home in the cop car and, and, and Kanan was going to go to jail for, you know, having the gun and it would then lead on to the murder of, of Raina and, and the other, you know, the other cop and stuff. And he didn't plan for how that to happen the way that it did. And if it did lead that way, I don't think that was the choice he would have made. And he got to see what it was really like to live life without that type of member. Kanan didn't have the protection that Tariq has. He didn't have that same support system that Tariq has. So yes, while his family may be criminals, they still love, protect, and shield him from the real streets. And even though, as we've seen previously in the season, he wanted to be all big and bad and tough and, you know, go get the strap and everything else, he was not prepared for that mentally. And he had a sense of breakdown in that car. So this whole episode and that one scene basically encapsulated Tariq's entire arc from being a, basically a kid who knew nothing to finding out everything and being like, oh, I hate you, mom and dad. I'm so angry. And I'm going to go and stick with Kanan because Kanan knows what, you know, he knows me the best and I want to live that life and I want to be tough to at the end of the day, essentially him running back to mommy and daddy. Cause remember when he got back home and when he saw Tasha, he just kind of had this little breakdown where he reverted back to a boy again. So for me overall, this was one of the most important episodes in the entire series. And it also reflected Kanan as well. For this is like, these are the choices that he's made all his life. And it's led to this, you know, he has to be a man and man up and not just go into police custody and take the fall for everything, but he's going to go out like, you know, like a real G or uh, terminology that's, you know, you youngins use. So I loved this whole episode. I love that part so much, but I have very mixed emotions. Here's the part where I'm kind of sad about I'm upset because in my mind, and we all, you know, we all talk about how we think things are going to go down. I expected this to be a much larger thing. I didn't expect this for, for Kanan to go out this way. I expected like a big shootout. Remember how we were all thinking like, oh, Ghost and, and Kanan are going to get into it. And then Jamie's going to, uh, not Jamie, um, sorry, Tommy's going to jump in. It's going to be this big three-way battle. And these guys are going to cross each other. And remember how Kanan was the whole time setting Ghost and Tommy up to basically take each other out. So we was like expecting this big time thing. And essentially Kanan kind of killed his own self because of his own actions and his own selfish so own selfishness so i would have the same feelings that i had similar to the wire with omar remember how in the wire we all expected and spoiler alert it's like 10 years later but we all expected like this big shootout and this big thing him's going to go down and he's like you know the king of of everything and instead he got shot by basically a 5 year old in a bodega in the back of the head so I kind of had that same feeling where it was like, oh, I'm really disappointed because I wanted Kanan to go out in this big, grand, spectacular way if he had to die. You know, I didn't really see Kanan die, but if he had to die, you know, Jamie was going to like get revenge because he basically stole his son from him, but it didn't go down that way. But also at the very same time, I'm very pleased by how it went down because this is a very authentic way 
for someone in Kanan's lifestyle to go down. You never know when it's going to be your last day. Someone could easily take you out like they did with Omar in the bodega with the five-year-old, or you can just get your own self killed by, I'm going to be a G and shoot everybody and then get shot and later die in a car by my own actions because I got shot in the stomach and just bled out. So for me, overall, I think, that it represented what this whole show is about. It represented Kanan and it represented Tariq's parallel kind of storylines. Even though they're from opposite side of the tracks, it represented that that much. And also, we finally got to see Tariq be the man that he was supposed to be originally. And he chose his family instead of Kanan. And, and so that to me and it solved everyone's problems at the same time like a nice little neat bow so i'm very pleased with the episode but also angered by it so i'm going through a lot of emotions i'm raw at the moment yeah um some some interesting thoughts you brought up there um and yeah i, I can see the whole full circle kind of thing uh, i have some more comments about that but go ahead rich what, what was your initial reaction to you know that whole thing well first and foremost i i I have to give props to dana because everything that she said right on the money excellent explanation throughout so i gotta give you props on that one um (laughs) yes so um i agree with a lot of what she had to say uh yeah i know kanan at that moment when he made that choice it definitely highlighted how alone he was when he died in the car, yeah, that, that was a very emotional scene, you know, the actual shootout. Um, but, it, you know, it all goes back to what was said initially, which is that uh, a lot of this, it had to do with Sean. And I know that, you know, everything that happened with Sean getting killed, when that initially happened, you know, it was definitely shocking to me because I thought there's no way that Kanan would kill his own son. But when he did that initially... I know that there had to be a lot of viewers watching the show at that time was thinking, oh, I definitely want to see Kanan pay for this one way or another. Uh, because a lot of people like Sean's character, you know, and I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of women out there, or men for that matter, that, that find the, the actor very attractive. So to see him just die like that in a tragic manner, I'm pretty sure they wanted to see him pay sooner or later for what he had done. So when it got to this point, because we know that Sean had a bond with Tariq. Uh, He really kept going back to that when they had that whole discussion. Yeah, but you killed your own son. So I do think initially when he made that decision in the end to turn on Kanan, he was also still thinking about what happened with Sean. Because the whole time he's been talking with Kanan, learning from Kanan, Kanan was telling him, you know, you you can't trust your dad. And while I do think at the end of all of this, he went back to trusting his parents, I still think because of the way that the, everything went down, where Kanan actually kills the police and, and also dies in that process, I think because of how that went down, he definitely is going to still have some conflict with his own parents and the fact that he doesn't trust them because of how everything happens. Because if it was just, just as simple as Kanan goes back to prison, and he goes back home, then okay, that, that's fine. But because it went to that extreme, where there were actually consequences of people getting killed, I think that's definitely going to stick with him, and that'll have a lot to do with the character that he does become moving forward. 
Now, one thing I did want to add on is that this is another point, and we're probably going to get into this a little bit later. One relationship that is definitely, I think, forever changed after this is once again Tommy and Ghost. Because even at the end of the episode, towards the end, where they show Kanan on, 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 you know, on the table being exam examined, Tommy does not believe that Ghost didn't have anything to do with it, even though he said, no, this is what Tasha was planning behind my back, and Tariq was involved. Uh, so already there, you know, Kanan has been planting seeds between these two all season long, uh, you know, for reasons for Tommy not to trust Ghost and for Ghost to always be mindful of Tommy. Uh, it's. It, I really do think that that can still come to a head. How he had told people, yeah, he had told uh, Jason that Ghost and Tommy were going to destroy each other. So they are still going to have a lot of issues within the next two episodes, and I would say going into the next season because of that. But this especially because he even said Tommy said this is the biggest lie you've ever told. So he doesn't believe Ghost, and I think um, we're going to see that come full circle uh, within the next couple of episodes. But um, in regards to how everything feels, how I feel about the actual death, I have to agree, Gary is very explosive. Wasn't expecting it. It's very emotional to see Kanan go out that way because essentially when Kanan saved uh, Tariq last season, it's like you knew he was, de was developing a bond with Tariq. So, you know, and, and even though I didn't like the whole Super Friends thing, the team up of all three of them, I figured sooner or later something was going to happen, but I never would have imagined it would happen and go down like this. But the fact that, you know, Tariq turned on Kanan like that, you know, we never got to see initially what happened back in the day between Kanan, uh, uh, Ghost, and uh, Tasha. We never got to see what happened with that whole incident. So now to see it come full circle, it definitely is a gut punch to Kanan to know that now the kid also was in on this and also got me set up yeah, it's a hard blow to take. So I understand the sympathy that we definitely will feel towards the character. But I will say that I hope, and I don't know if they're going to do this. I hope they eventually explain why is it that Tasha has so much hatred for Kanan? Because I feel like this part of that story, I definitely want explored. Why she would go to these extremes and just take him out of the picture. What is the beef that she has with him? So I hope we do get an explanation for that at some point. But again, yes. say what? He answered it. What's that? He's a son. He's a son? Yeah, that Tariq is Kanan's son. Sean is not Kanan's son. Hmm. Tariq is. Hey. I, I you know, I um Hey, I, I yeah, I I definitely I definitely hope that that is the case. Even though I know we've said multiple times yeah, they had the whole thing about the twins, and there were a lot of people that said, "No, stop saying that! Stop saying that!" That's yeah, they, like people were saying that's debunked already, but it's not debunked. They had the whole conversation in the car. He was very adamant, and remember, yeah, he, he said, he was "Saying like you are my son." He didn't mean it. He was saying like metaphorically, like you're my, my son. He meant it literally. He said, "You are my son. I would never kill you like I did Sean. Sean is not my son." And even when he had the opportunity to kill Tariq, because no one else was there, yeah. he never killed Tariq. He kept his word to the dying end. That is his boy. I think that's because he had more respect for him than his own son. To be honest, <laughs> but um. I, I mean, I mean, it, it's, it's certainly it's certainly possible. I guess we're, we're going to have to see 
the fallout because I, again, I feel like um, they definitely need to need to show. I, I mean, I, I feel as a viewer, I need to see like I need to see why Tasha hates this guy so much. You have to explain that because it's just like she has a vendetta against Kanan, and you know, I, I, I hope that we get to actually see more from that. But again, what Dana says, you know, you can't rule out anything with, with these writers and what they what they try to do with that whole thing. So we have to wait and see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know if I would like that whole story arc to, to unfold now that he's dead. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess it would have some significant impact on Jamie and change him as a character. But I mean, the fact that he's already dead now, it's like, yeah, I'm like I'm not too fussed about that story arc but yeah everything you guys said is like you said a lot of what I was going to say about you know the the symbolic nature of his death and everything um and what I liked about it is that it 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 really summarizes a lot about his character you know from the whole son angle like you know him killing his his real son allegedly and then um you know and then now Tariq the the, the boy that he considers his his actual son, uh, you know, turns on him and that leads to his death. You know, that, that is a lot of symbolic stuff there, but, um, also the fact that you, we know he holds a grudge against Tasha and Jamie for having him locked up the first time. So like him shooting the cops, I think that was pretty much him being like, I ain't doing another bid for these people. Like, you know, there's no way I'm going back in for them and taking the rap for them. So, you know, that was his last resort to just, shoot them and i think even he knew i I think even he knew there was no coming back from that because you can't just like gun down cops in the in the middle of the street like that and then not like you know be okay after that like they're gonna keep coming for you until they find you no matter where you are so there was like it it was a wrap for him at that point to be honest so hey hey i i agree 100 percent what you said i just want to make two quick comments because you said it like that um i kind of feel like in, in real life if 50 Cent was a hardened criminal, this is exactly the way he would go out. It would be go down swinging, try to, to take out the cops and, and, and everybody with him. So that, that, that was very realistic in, in, in my mindset. But uh, I, I was going to also say, yeah, they, they had foreshadowed because he kept saying, even in the last episode, he says, I ain't going back. So you knew he was going to take action um, if something was to happen. It was a situation where he was in any danger. He was going definitely go to go down swinging. So yeah, I'm glad that they 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 stayed true to that. And he did exactly that because he made he made sure he kept his word. He wasn't going back. He didn't go back. He's dead now. So, <laughs> but no, continue. Yeah, man. I, I think I think it was a really like me and Dana were talking about this a bit earlier. I think it was a like a good death for him and for his character. I just feel like I think we could have got more from the character. So like the timing of it, it's like, I wish he would have lasted a bit longer in the show, but um, I'm not, you know, mad about the way the death happened. Um, I would have much rathered if Dre died though, to be honest, like if Dre died before Kanan, but. Well, yeah. well, well, actually, I mean, I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know you're going to get into Dre, but I, I just want to say yeah. that is a horrible excuse not to take the guy out when you're that close to him. Tommy <laughs> was right next to him, and he's like, oh, no, I'm not going to do anything. I mean, now at this point, Tommy and Ghost don't really, their relationship is a little rocky, so I, f- I feel like if Tommy wants to kill Dre, he'll just do it now. He's not going to wait for Jamie to to tell him, wait. 
no, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so I mean, I don't have much else to say. You guys pretty much said a lot of what I was going to say already. So anything else about, you know, Kanan and um, and his death? Uh, wait, wait, I did have one question, actually. So Tariq, um, but like, where, like, where do his loyalties lie now? Because it, it, throughout this whole season, it seemed like his loyalties were with Kanan, you know, like, and he saw him as his parental guardian, kind of, and his mentor. And, you know, he he seemed loyal to him, especially in that scene where he was trying to, to you know, he wasn't cooperating with his mother. Um, but now we see him completely flip the script. But is he now loyal to his parents, though? Like, is he really loyal to them? Or do you think this is him making his own moves, playing his own cards, and that he's got his own agenda now? And that maybe he just wanted Kanan out the way so he can do his own thing? Like, what would you guys think? Go ahead, Dana. First off, the next episode is not going to be some type of Brady bunch thing where we're like, kumbaya, I'm happy we're family again. Yay us. At all. I think there's going to be a lot of repercussions behind this. One, you have Tariq trying to understand what exactly he was, he went, what, what went down. And remember, this is all technically because of Tariq. This is all his fault. And so you're going to have the weight of that on him. And we already seen that he pretty much sucks when it comes to dealing with emotions. And he does not properly know how to handle it. That's what he started acting out before. And to technically have two deaths now on your shoulders, you caused. This is not going... I don't think that he's going to be like one of those people who's going to be clinging to his parents at all. He may just as well act up behind this. This can also be some type of form of a high. Once he's processed everything and he's, you know, he's got over the initial, the initial shock of it all, this kid just make him want more and him wanting to have his own piece of like, I don't power, piece of power where he is off running the streets because technically Kanan did tell him the, the basic baby steps of the street life and how to start your own illegal career in that sense. So this could very much, I don't see him being kumbaya. I don't see him, him being the perfect son. Also, I think that Kanan's last words of you're my son is going to stick with him. And we may see him go against his mother. Why is he saying this? Why was he kept saying this to me? So she has a lot of explaining to do because I don't see him leaving this alone. Why does Kanan feel this way? So I think this is going to be a showdown between Tasha and, and Tariq. And maybe it's going to land up with Jamie taking sides. Because how do I stay, you know, with this woman who essentially I didn't like before. And we was already kind of separated. But now to know that my kids may not actually be my kids. So he could end up going with his father who's not his father. So... I look forward to see how that happens. And plus, you also have the whole Dre situation. Maybe now he wants to get rid of Dre. Cool. Interesting. Yeah, um, I really do want to, you know, see what happens to with, with Tariq's character next. Because uh, 
I feel like this this is definitely him playing his own cards. Um, like he, it might have seemed like he was doing what his mother told him to do, but I think he, you know, this was like predetermined from him. Like I like obviously his mother put put the idea in the air, but I think he used his own uh, you know thoughts and intuition to be like maybe I can use this to my advantage. And I, I think you know this is definitely him uh, taking an, an an independent step. In, you know towards his his path um so what would you think rich oh i agree 100 with the both of you in, in my opinion it, this is ghost 2.0 you know he will use the parents in ways in which to his advantage but i feel like right now he's he's on his own in terms of the actions he's going to be doing moving forward he probably will never completely trust anything tasha or jamie says to him ever again uh, and even if they do say something to him, he's going to still make his own decision as to how to deal with circumstances. So I definitely think he is forever changed after this. And, and as as uh, Dana pointed out, the two deaths that he's responsible for, oh, it's definitely going to have be a lot of emotional stuff he's going to have to deal with in regards to that. But um, I think for the most part now, he's just going to look at himself as his own man. He's going to make his own decisions and he can still manipulate things as far as how his relationship is with his parents. But um, I think for now, he's not going to trust them completely with, with anything. Uh, one point I wanted to add real quick about Kanan, because I know I didn't mention this earlier. Uh, as you had already said, yeah, Kanan's story is over. However, a lot of the relationships that he has started, like he was starting to work with Jason. He actually met up with the Italians I, I'm very curious to see how they're going to react to what happened with him. Because now that he's in business with them, I would think that this now makes them in play in the story as far as the other characters are concerned. But again, we have to see how that actually comes together. But uh, with Jason, because he's still dealing with Tommy, um, I'm very curious to see how they're going to react to this because the initial plan was that he wanted Tommy and Ghost taken out if Kanan was going to be a part of his a part of his organization. So now we got to see what happens with that. Also with the fact that Dre's own own team, his own two guys were working with Kanan. So now it, I'm very curious to see how this situation changes because it definitely changes. Like it is a, it is a major chess move that's going to change the whole chess board. So very curious to see how they explain this with everybody else. But yep. Yeah. yeah. That that's, yeah, that's something I was going to bring up as well. And, yeah, um, I think a lot of this is going to fall on Tommy. Like now, I think we're going to see all a lot of these people come to Tommy now because they already had deals in place with Kanan and they're going to want a piece of the action regardless now. So I think they're all probably going to uh, hit up Tommy and then Tommy is going to, you know, be uh, he's going to have a few new dilemmas, I guess, because he's going to have to all that weight is going to be on his shoulders now and he's going to have to be able to deal with it and maneuver with uh, with whatever Jamie's doing as well, you know. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how all that stuff plays out. Um, but yeah, I mean, moving on to some of the other things now. What like what I'm finding is that um, a lot of, as we come to the the, the the end of the season, a lot of these storylines are starting to get closely linked now. It seems. So I don't even know where like where to start now because it's like everything kind of ties into to to everything else a little bit. Um, so I'm just gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with 
Proctor and you know it, this kind of ties into the heart of everything else going on to be honest so um, we see Proctor you know he uh, he goes into the, the Fed's office and he meets with John Mark and everything they have a conversation they tell him that they have a CI uh, and yeah and then um, Proctor goes to see Jamie and he kind of he, he basically brings up the murder about you know the the the, uh, the CEO and everything the marshal, uh, and then they have a conversation about that. But then later on, we see him see him with his cousin, and you know they he has that laptop there from last season, the evidence about you know where when Tommy murdered Agent Bailey, um, and he's basically saying that he doesn't know if he should remain loyal to his clients because they're they're probably not loyal to him. So Proctor is having some doubts at the moment, which makes him very dangerous. Um, so yeah, he, he's very he's going to be very dangerous in in the back pocket of the feds. And then later on, we see uh, he goes back to their office, and he's like, you know, I, I've got stuff on Angela Valdez. Um, so it seems like he's he's going to start with Angela, and uh, maybe if he feels the need, he's going to dish the dirt up on Jamie and. And Tommy also. Um, I think he chose to start with Angela because he wants to see what Jamie's response will be to that if if anything does happen with that. So he's probably going to try and gauge his response to it and then he'll decide whether he's going to turn on Jamie. So what did you guys think of uh, Proctor in this episode and how it relates to everything else going on? Um, I mean, just, just to tie into that as well because it's so closely linked... We also see Angela, you know, she has a few scenes with John Mark and uh, John Mark is still interested in that job in D.C. And, um, you know, he basically gives her some information about, uh, you know, the fact that they have a CI that they're working uh, with, you know, with the whole Jamie thing. So. So, yeah, uh, what do you guys think of that? I'll start with you, Rich. All right. First and foremost, uh, I just want to give everybody a spoiler alert. The next episode of Power is titled There's a Snitch Among Us. So I feel like that next episode, something's got something's to give, whether it's Proctor or whether it's Teresi. And we'll get into to Teresi later. But as for Proctor, I feel like, yeah, he is now starting to flip on Tommy and Jamie. And Jamie. Now, obviously, he hasn't done it yet. He is considering it. And he, he probably thinks that he has this all figured out, you know, to go after Angela just to see what Jamie's response is going to be. But there was one very important scene from this episode that I, I, I'm curious if people paid attention to. When Proctor went into questioning, it just so happens his cousin was leaving. And he was asking him, what are you doing here? Didn't say nothing. So he goes in for the questioning. He finds out the information. And then, of course, he comes back to Jamie. We see that Jamie is hesitant to give him any details as to what's going on. Because if you recall earlier this season, they had a conversation and Proctor said, I don't want to know any illegal information. I don't want to know anything. So the fact that he now is coming at Jamie and he's asking him, uh, do you know anything you want to talk about? That is going to make Jamie very suspicious as to what's up with Proctor. But to go back to what I was saying with the cousin, later on in this episode, we see that he actually has the laptop and he has a conversation with Proctor in the car, and Proctor is just airing out his grievances, telling him he's doesn't not really sure 
where his loyalties lie with Jamie and Tommy that he thinks that they were rat him out and that he has evidence on that laptop that will put them both in jail. Now, here's the thing. What would stop anyone from believing that the cousin, they could have very easily gave him a deal and said, listen, we want you to spy on your on, on, on Proctor to make sure, you know, if you hear any information related back to us, he could very easily have been wearing a wire or at the very least, record, you know, got all that information and then go back and tell the police later, yeah, Proctor has this laptop that has information on it that will put away Ghost and Tommy. So I think him just trusting the family, just completely trusting the cousin, not thinking for a second. When you know that you saw him at the same office, thinking, oh, he'll never say anything on me. And I think if the, if something does happen later on, it's going to be because the cousin rats him out or it's something that Jamie and them do find out because the information has already been relayed to them that somebody else is involved. So I think uh, it's a very interesting turn for Proctor. We already knew he was dangerous. And at some point or later, they were going to come back and revisit this laptop and what's going on with him. So I'm very curious to see what happens next. But I do not think, and I'll make a bold prediction, I do not think that Proctor will be alive by the end of the season. I don't really think that's a bold prediction, but something has got to give with that character now that we see that he's having doubts and that his cousin knows about this whole situation with the laptop. Something's definitely going to happen because I don't think they just put that scene in there just just for whatever reason. That, that's going to be definitely be revisited later. But that's my thoughts. Yeah, uh, the, the fact that he's even thinking about flipping now definitely makes him a target. But um, something tells me I think he'll survive a little longer. I think maybe the bulk of season six might be about him flipping. Um, I, so I think they might save that in particular. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if another certain snitch gets it this season. But yeah, um, interesting. Definitely interesting. What's your thoughts, Dana? Where do you see the things going with Proto? Um, right now, I would like to hold a prayer service for, for Proctor because he's going to get got very soon. Or either I do see the next season of just everyone sitting in jail, including Proctor. Um, yeah. Either I don't see this ending up well for Proctor anyway. Either he's going to flip because he, remember, you didn't destroy the evidence. So that always means that you're planning something down the road is just in case situation and this is his just in case but the way how he's going about it from being i don't want to know anything to hey you got any information what you want to say you got something you want to say let's talk about that shooting how about that time when you killed that guy it's really disconcerting right now and it's really you know it's going to start raising a lot of flags from someone who went from don't tell me anything to please open your heart to me so i don't think that this is going to end well at all. And then remember, Proctor's also dealing with his uh, drug-addicted ex-wife thing. And he's just, he's very frustrated. He's not thinking clearly. This man, he, he really needs a job. He needs something that's going to keep him preoccupied because he's just a mess right now. Um, but I do see him flipping. But I don't see him lasting that long. So I don't, I don't see things being very good right now for him. If he still has that laptop and there's nothing good that can come from it. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
it, this is definitely gonna it's gonna end up messy you know one way or another for sure um and i i mean i i don't want him to go yet he's like one of the the more likable characters on the show so i think they should like save his whole whole story arc for season six like to because i think he is definitely gonna flip so um, i remember I think they save that. every five seconds say what john mac he's on his case yeah he is but we also know john john mock is also considering leaving and going to to dc or whatever so does not mean he's actually leaving and what does he I... know already remember that whole paper situation with angela and she's like oh i dropped my papers what member in the whole phone thing with the draw i just yeah, don't I mean... trust that's I don't know. So I mean, maybe maybe Sax could would would carry it on if if Mock leaves. But the actual the actual uh, like rivalry was between uh, Proctor and John Mock. You know, uh, stemming from last season. So if he leaves and he agrees to you know work like take Angela's offer, he probably won't press press it himself anymore because like that will be his payback to Angela to drop it. Because you know, um, whatever whatever Proctor's about to do directly implicates Angela. So if he's going to take Angela's deal, then he's probably going to drop it. But Sax would probably be the one to pick that out. But what was you going to say, Rich? Uh, I just I just was going to say reiterate what I had said last week. Uh, I, I I wouldn't trust that deal from Angela, and I wouldn't trust Proctor because they could just be building evidence to say, well, yeah, if she's trying to get me out of here, and she is definitely hiding something. And also in this scene, when he had the conversation with Angela, he mentioned to her that there was an informant. So if she actually, we'll get into this later, but I'll just say this note. If she actually tells Tommy or Ghost and she knows that Teresi is actually working with them and they kill Teresi, now they have a direct link right back to Angela since he told her, oh yeah, there's an informant without telling her a name. So... This, that's a very rocky situation with John Mock. I, 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 she shouldn't uh, be relying on that 100% because, once again, the guy who made the offer to Angela, he made that offer because he's into Angela. He wants to get with Angela. He also thinks she will be the one to take the offer. So if someone else takes it and nothing happens with him and Angela, he can very easily just say, okay, the offer's off the table, and then John Mock is right back to square one. So... They have to see how that's going to plan out, but uh, I hope that she isn't relying on him actually taking that offer 100%. She got to have a backup plan. Yeah, I mean, so much of this is so linked together, so let's let's jump straight into that because I was going to bring that up. So, yeah, um, John Mark did mention the informant, and um, I definitely feel like Angela is going to bring that up to to either Jamie or Tommy because we know she's kind of, you know, Tommy's kind of been popping up on her recently. So I think she's she's definitely going to mention it to one of them. And I mean, the only informant that could have been at that scene is Teresi. So instantly, whoever she tells is going to know that Teresi is the informant. So, yeah, I, I think uh, Teresi's time on planet Earth is coming to an end, um, you know, especially once she, she mentions that. Now... W- that that's yeah that, that what you said is very real like because john mock knows that he told her so if that does happen then you know um he's gonna know that it, it was angela that that told them that you know told on the informant and everything instantly 
and who knows he might have even been recording that conversation so yeah uh, that could be pretty tricky right there but um, something tells me that John Mock might actually take the job I don't know I'm, I'm hoping he does anyway for Angela's sake because I'm an Angela fan but yeah uh, yeah it's, it's going to get very interesting to see what happens there uh, with that but um like would you guys uh think do you think that is actually going to be angela that tell that tells them about teresi what do you think dana angela right now for me seems to be in the hot seat and i think that she just might the teresi situation is just one big open secret who doesn't know by now but yeah i do see her, her telling absolutely i think the thing is with Angela, her only option is that because she has her back against the wall and, and everyone is after her. So her only option is to tell that it's Teresi. So. I think um, one thing I was thinking, though, is if they like say she she tells them that there's an informant and they figure out it's Teresi and they plan to murder him. I think they should make it look like an accident or pin it on someone else because that way they can extend the life of the investigation. So I I don't think they should like kill him and just like make it look like a murder. I think they should definitely make it look like an accident or like somebody else completely different murdered him or something like that. You know, Uh, an accident is probably the best. And then, you know, probably throughout season six that, you know, because the, the feds probably aren't going to believe it was actually an accident. So they're probably going to be investigating to try and find ties to link it to them. So that can be like, you know, a lot of season six, them trying to figure out how Teresi died or something like that, you know. Um, go ahead. Uh, I, I just want to ask a quick question. I hope I'm not uh, jumping ahead. But since you brought up this, this killing Teresi, I want to ask you, if it comes to that, which we're pretty sure it is, do you actually think that Tommy would kill Teresi? Because I know that when earlier in past seasons, when he had when he when when he was told you need to kill Ghost, he didn't kill, he didn't follow through with Ghost. He considers Ghost a brother, but then again, he killed Holly, his girl. So I want to ask you both: Do you actually think that he would go through and kill Teresi if he needed to, or would he struggle with that? Uh, I think he. It, like I definitely think he would be the one to do it because that would make it more dramatic for you know it'd be more dramatic to watch for the sake of a TV show to have Tommy do it. Um, so I, I think that might actually happen. But what do you think, Dana? I think yes, but I'm going for the more dramatic type of way in the sense of he killed him and he's like it's not exactly something that he wanted to do. Because now he has this guy who he thinks is, you know, he's his father and he's really happy and he has that bond that he never had before. And, you know, they, they remember the whole thing with the chainsaw and the and the drill and they was having that bonding moment with the kneecaps. So I think it will hurt him in the sense that he feel like he doesn't have anyone anymore. He did. Teresi represented as twisted as it was. He represented actual family, someone that he felt that he could rely on in the same sense that Kanan thought that he could rely on Tariq because that's his son so I think that it will hurt him but at the end of the day he has to do what's best and I don't see him 
having any problem with, you know, taking him out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think it's going to be easy for Tommy to do. I think it's going to be a, a like a, a personal struggle to actually carry out that act. You know, whether he's trying to make it look like an accident or whether he's like straight going to straight up murder him or whatever. I think he's definitely going to struggle with it, but I definitely think it's going to come from him, however it happens. Um, but yeah, what would you think, Rich? Uh, I, I agree a hundred percent. The the tragedy, it, it will come not just from taking him out, but let's also remember the fact that, you know, Teresi's uh, dying wife, you know, if she was to find out he died like that, that's, man, she's already dying herself. That'd be very, very emotional and dramatic. So, um, and, and, and I would hope, you know, like I said, because a lot of times you see these TV shows, these movies, you know, and just as a safety precaution, they also have to take out someone else who may be there when it happens. So I hope it isn't a situation where he also has to kill Connie too, because that, yeah, that's a lot of it's a lot of a, a burden to have to deal with. But um, I, yeah, I do think it is going to have to. He's going to have to be the one to deal with that. I do agree hundred percent. You know, when it comes down to it, is this isn't a, go- a kill that Ghost is going to have to do because Ghost already warned Tommy not to trust his. His dad, um, and the way that they have written these last couple episodes, like in the beginning, before he even, Teresi was out, he was questioning that whole episode, you know, whether or not he trusts him. And then you see the next couple episodes, it's like he's all buddy-buddy with Teresi, like, but, you know, you don't really know if he's thinking about that in the back of his head, but I would assume by the next episode, that's going to be totally different, especially once he finds out uh, that Teresi did, did snitch, then it's a problem. But, um... I mean, it's going to definitely be an emotional roller coaster, I would say, as far as that whole situation is concerned moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, that, like that's the moment I'm really waiting for. I want to see how that's going to play out because that definitely needs to, to, to play itself out now. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's getting pretty crazy, man. All these things are coming. Like It, it seems like they're beginning to, you know, uh, really come the, the all these different storylines they're really coming to the end it feels like um so because I, I don't know how much longer they could extend you know that particular story arc with him being a snitch and informant because like it's been like you know weeks since he's been informing so it's like he, sooner or later he's gonna get big enough dirt to to pass on to the feds you know so i i don't think they can drag that out any further so i think that's definitely coming um sometime soon and considering we got a big death this week like you know it's going to be crazy if in these next couple episodes we get even more you know but um yeah so let's talk about somebody else who i feel needs to get got at some point so dre um now that kanan is gone do you guys think that dre is definitely next like is is he going to go out by the end of the season do you think like because i mean I, I really don't know what he's adding to the show at this point. I mean, yeah, he's like the big drug lord at the moment and everything. But, I mean, he's... I don't think he's adding too much value to the show. And I feel like his character is kind of... I think it's already gone past its limit, to be honest. I think they should have killed him off at the start of the season. But um, what's your thoughts on how Dre maneuvered in this episode? 
and you know the the short exchange he he had with Jamie and everything. Uh, go ahead, Dana. Well, one, no, you know, I think this might be one of those big trolling things where Dre just keeps escaping death repeatedly. He just never dies. He should have been gone. You know, during the first episode, but here he is alive and well and looking like he's living his best life. Um, I just don't see him dying unless somehow it's by Tariq's hand. I don't know why they kept him alive, as like I just said, aside from just being a troll. Um, but I do feel that the longer that he's alive the more it hurts the show, I feel. Because it's just one of those situations where it's not like he's presenting any type of real danger for people. For me, um, he's also not like some big type of thug for me. And so they just keep repeatedly letting him get away over and over. And even the conversations that they're having with Dre seems to be really cordial and it just for me it's distracting I just I don't understand and I know at the very end when they 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 found the head and Dre is just sitting there kind of you know befuddled it should have been his head but it's not so I, I just don't I don't know what's going on with him Dre should have gotten set up but he didn't I don't, and the thing is, is that it really sucks because remember, as we said before, Dre died. Uh, Dre, I'm not Dre. Dre died before Dre, and this is just an insult now. I mean, one theory I I do have is because I I think Tariq is like everything Kanan taught him about the drugs. I think he's going to keep doing that, um, and I think he wants to get into that the the drug trade and everything. And be independent um, So one thing I was thinking is maybe Now that Kanan's gone he'll team up With Dre instead because we already know He has a relationship with with, with Dre you know like because he uh, Earlier in the season He texted him to You know alert him that uh, They was trying to assassinate him So he has You know a, a friendship a bond With Dre already so maybe he'll approach him and try to be part of his organization or you know sell his drugs or whatever the case is um I I feel like things are going to fall apart a little in Dre's organization like maybe uh things don't work out with Cristobal um I mean we see the head pop up as well so I think uh there's probably going to be a lot of heat around his organization in general at this point um so I think some things will fall apart within his his organization structure at the moment because uh, we already know two bit as well and and the other guy aren't loyal to him because um, they've been lying and stuff so I think it's gonna kind of fall apart a little bit but then Tariq is gonna approach him and be like you know let's let's run this together kind of thing and then that's gonna hurt Jamie and then that creates like a you know another little story arc for the next season kind of thing so. That's one theory I have that may happen, and maybe that's why they're still keeping Dre around. But um, I don't know. What's your thoughts, Rich? Uh, well, I would say first and foremost, that's a very good theory. Uh, I definitely do think that uh, Tariq is going to continue really exploring the drug game and doing as much 
stuff that he, as he can do and can get away with. But a, 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 as for uh, Dre, I, I go back to the scene where Tommy is right outside and you see Dre. He is in, he is, he's right there. He's literally right there and they don't, you don't take any action. So I, I do think it is funny with the fact that so many opportunities to catch this guy, but for some reason they can't catch it. But I will say this, uh, I definitely wanted to see Dre die before Kanan because I thought the end game here was that you was setting up Kanan to take on Ghost uh, towards the end of, you know, as the final final real threat for, for, for Ghost to really deal with. But I guess they're going in another direction. You know, they have bigger plans for Dre. One thing I, I do want to say, though, is we've had now had two instances where Dre and Ghost had a conversation and Dre straight up told him, "You better stay away from my from my guys. You know, you try to come after us, we will take you out." Because we had it in the first episode at the gravesite, and then once again at the club, when you know when when, when Ghost says, "Hey, you owe me a body," he said, "No, I don't owe you a damn thing." So I feel like they're setting it up. Whereas you know Jamie, you know he got to have the last laugh on this. They're setting it up for Dre to have a, a huge death. And then you'll probably have Jamie have a corny line at the end and say, yeah, that's right. You had this coming or something. But I feel like that's what they're doing with this because, again, they've had multiple opportunities to catch this guy and was unsuccessful on many attempts. And now, again, the whole relationship between Tommy and Ghost is heading in different directions because, obviously, Tommy, seeds have been planted where Tommy has doubt in Ghost and so on and so forth. So... What, what, what will stop Tommy from just killing Dre? You know, you don't even communicate with Jamie what you're going to do. You find him somewhere, just kill him. I mean, I don't. I think that that's that, that can definitely happen. But um, obviously, right now, um, he is he's somebody they have to take out. So you got to see how they actually are placing all this stuff together. But there's a reason why they're keeping Dre around for much longer, and I definitely want an explanation as as to how they're going to do that because again. Much like the both of you, I would have said Dre definitely is going to die before Kanan, but they they said, no, we're not going to go in that direction. So I'm curious to see, just like when Courtney Kemp said at the beginning of the season, when they wrote that first episode and that they wrote a version where Dre died. So because you didn't go that path, I'm anxious to see where you're going with this character. So hopefully we'll get that answer soon rather than later. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty baffling, like why Tom, uh, Tommy didn't just kill him. Um, and don't don't uh, isn't the tracker that Angela gave Tommy on his car on Dre's car or something? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it still is. It still is from what well, I understand. They can find this guy literally anytime they want, and like he's still alive. So it's it's really <laughs> weird. But yeah, um, I, I guess they have some kind of plan with him. Um, and we'll, I mean, we'll have to see who makes it out this season because now that Kanan died in episode eight, I mean, you know, we, we really don't know what's like what other deaths are, are incoming. So I guess we'll have a clearer idea of, of the plan they have for him very soon within the next two weeks. So, uh, we'll see. So, uh, finally, you know, let's get to, you know, I guess, uh, we'll lump in. Tasha and Angela and Jamie all together at this point. So, what's in store for them next? Because you know they uh, they set it up and they they uh, basically have Kanan be tied to the Raymond Jones killing and everything. 
and now it's pretty much set in stone and that's kind of off their backs for now i guess unless somebody chooses to do some digging or something later on but at the moment it seems like you know that that whole case is off their backs and they they can kind of have a, a moment of relief a little bit uh, of course we get the tense scene at the end between tommy and, and jamie and uh, tommy doesn't know whether he can really trust ghost especially since earlier in the episode Kanan actually told tommy that uh jamie made a deal with dre so you know that in in tommy's mind that's got to be messing with him because he didn't know anything about that and he still wanted to kill dre so um we'll lump him in there too you know so so you know because he's part of it but what do you guys think is next for these characters you know after everything that happened with Kanan dying and now them being kind of free of this case for the moment like what what's next for them do you think um go ahead Dana Well, as I said a little bit earlier, the one thing that Sasha's going to have to deal with is with uh, Tariq. Tariq, I think, is going to have a lot of questions. So that is something that she is going to have to, I would hope, answer. Because we all need answers at this point. As you said before, why does she hate Kanan so much? Kanan's in the car talking about, you know, the son and that you're my son. So that really has to be, for me, I feel that addressed. Um, also, I think with Angela, um, it's, it's going to be weird. I remember Proctor gave up Angela. So Angela's got a lot of blowback to deal with that right now. So we're going to have to, uh, she might be in a very desperate situation. And as we said before, she's going to be the one who starts flipping on everyone. So she, I feel at the moment may be the one that has a lot of the power at the moment. Um, now, what was the, the other one? It was Tasha. It was Angela. And who else? Ghost. Ghost. Oh, gosh, yeah. Ghost? Ghost right now, I think it would be best for him to deal with just being home. Because I feel that it wasn't until, remember, for me, honestly, I think that, remember when Tasha had the conversation with Tariq and, and, and was like, you choose, you know, the family over Canaan. And he was still like, no, I don't want to do it. And he was really adamant about that. It wasn't until he had the conversation with Ghost. And Ghost was the one who really broke things down to him. And he saw that his, his father really loved him and still cared about him. As opposed to what Canaan did. I think that it, for me, what I wish, it would be an opportune time for Ghost and Tariq to rebuild some form of a relationship together so that they're not so estranged and that it's not so much hatred. And I know that we said earlier that Tariq could easily just be like, screw you all, and that's it. Um... But I I do wish that it would it would go that way. Um, so for me, it's just a you know also we have a, a lot to deal with the blowback with with the whole head situation. Remember they found the head, so it's gonna be fun. But we only have what two more episodes. Mm-hmm. 
So in two more episodes, if we can really cut it down, yeah, I see Ghost probably stepping more away from the whole spotlight and dealing with his family. Angela's going to start flipping on people. And um, I keep forgetting who else. Do, do you think uh, there's going to be like some form of tension between Tommy and Jamie? Like, is there... Did you think that we're going to see the whole... There never wasn't any type of tension between Tommy and Jamie. Because remember, Kanan kept pitting those two against each other. And there never was any type of tension. So also remember when the last conversation or so that that Tommy had with Kanan and how they was acting. And then remember when Ghost walked in the door, everybody was all hush, hush and quiet. As if they was, you know, how you, you know that you're being talked about. Mm-hmm. But you didn't say anything, so yeah, I don't think that that's ever going to change. My thing, and is I don't, that... I don't think that they're going to know that it was Kanan who really is turning, you know, trying to flip those two against each other. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of tension between them now, because now that Kanan's gone, Tommy doesn't feel like he has anybody who can, you know, basically check in and see what Ghost is going to do about, you know, their situation or about him in general. If he should, so now you have the thing where. You're being told previously that this guy does not like you and he's out to get you. And you can't confirm that with anyone else. And the guy who's telling you this information is now dead. So you're going to walk around basically in like this weird thing of paranoia. So absolutely, that's not going away. But I don't know whether or not they'll both act upon it this season. It's too... The thing is, is that there's only two more episodes. Yeah, like my thing is though with that whole thing is... um. Because they, we already had the whole uh, Tony and Jay, I mean Tommy and Jamie against each other. We remember when Lobos was trying to force Tommy to kill James. Like we kind yeah. of already had that. So it's like how how much could they push the the boundaries of that? You know, this time around. So that that's making me like you know I kind of don't want to see them butt heads like that again. But um, I don't know if they if they can think of a new creative way to do it then. I guess you know it, it would it would make sense because there is clearly some form of tension between them and a lot of secrets between them as well. So um, there there definitely has to be some sort of resolution or even just them having some sort of lengthy conversation to smooth things over or something like that. Like something has to happen between the two. But I also feel like uh, if Teresi goes out, I feel like it's going to be a planned thing between the two. So I'm not sure when we're actually going to see this play out because I, I feel like if if Tommy does end up killing Teresi, I think Jamie is going to be aware of it. I think they're going to have a conversation about it first, at least. I don't think so because they just don't trust each other. And remember also, Connie kept telling Tommy that, you know, um, he's on borrowed time. So I don't know if they're trying to foreshadow something with Tommy. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just I just want to make a quick comment and then. You, you oh no, continue. go ahead, go ahead, your turn. Oh, this is my turn. Okay, so just to respond to that, I, I have to agree with Dana. I, 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 uh, I, I very well could see if Tommy doesn't do with his job of taking out Teresi, then Ghost will take out Teresi because again, now that the information is out there that uh, Ghost had the incident with uh, Charlie Murphy, rest in peace. And killed them in the jail. Uh, I think now that that information is out there, Ghost is going to want Tommy to take him out because if he doesn't take him out, then he's going down. Ghost is, again thinking of himself. 
So if he cannot trust Tommy to do it, he would definitely do it himself. And he would not hesitate. And that right there, because there already is tension between Tommy and Ghost, that right there would then set them up against each other. Um, one other point I wanted to add is that talking about Tasha, one of the other major things about this episode is that her friend Keisha got, you know, was served and did not want to testify about that information. Obviously, in the end, they made it look like everything was all good because they were able to, to say that Kanan did everything, so they put everything on Kanan. But one thing about that whole episode is that, you know, Keisha was very uneasy to do this, and then when she had the conversation with Tommy, you know, Tommy said, you know, we don't need to associate ourselves with them anymore. So I feel like the relationships are definitely strained to the point where I can see that Keisha and Tommy may try to separate themselves, if not completely away from Jamie and Tasha, they just won't really communicate and talk with them the way they have been talking to them up, up until this very point. Because they don't really trust them, that there's a lot of distrust in the relationship, and they don't just they just don't know. They feel like if something was to happen, they would look out for themselves instead of their friends. I kind of feel that like they do feel that to a certain extent. But again, I definitely think the relationships are going to be strained moving forward. Uh, and as for uh, Tasha, yeah, she still has to deal with Tariq. Uh, Tariq, I don't really think that he trusts either one of his parents. Uh, especially not after all of this happened with Kanan. I mean, he definitely is going to have a different perspective on the both of them. Um, but I feel like Tasha, I feel like Tasha is definitely going to have a lot of issues she's going to have to deal with in regards to that in the way she interacts with uh, Keisha as well. But I will say this, um, makes me curious to see if we are going to see Terry show up again at some point in, at some point in time. Because, I mean, he, he left very quickly. He hightailed quickly. And, you know, obviously, if you say that you love this woman, well, I'm assuming sooner or later you're going to hear, oh, well, there was a killer that they put this on. Maybe he may try to come back and get in good with Tasha again. But I feel like that relationship would just be totally different as well. But there's just a lot of things going on with the characters individually as well as collectively. So we'll have to see which path that goes into. And the final point I will make on Angela uh, I am sorry, Gary. I must apologize to you now, but Angela is going down. You know, the fact that Proctor just threw her under the bus, uh, they're still going to investigate her. And I'm pretty sure that Blanco is still going to try to go after her because they're going to be trying to find something. So like I mentioned earlier in our discussion, if she says anything about that informant to Tommy or Ghost, and Teresi ends up dead, that's it for Angela. Because now they have the information. And as you alluded to, John Mock could have been uh, taping that whole conversation. So he's going to know we got her. So I think things are looking very grim for Angela moving forward. Um, don't, but... don't, don't break my heart like that, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what happened. But I will say this, if, if Angela does go down, unlike when Jamie went down in the past, she actually did the crime because she was knew about everything that happened. So she tells them, yes, this is the informant, and they killed Teresi, and they find out about that, that's it for Angela. The game is over, and she has to do her time. Um, but again, she's definitely going to... We've seen this character turn corrupt this whole season. We already know crime doesn't pay, so something's definitely going to happen with Angela at some point in time. It's, it's only a matter of time. 
I'm hoping she can pull something out of the air, man, and, and make, like, I'm really just hoping for this power couple angle. Like, that's what I really want to happen. Like, I want her and, <laughs> I want her and Jamie to be the Jay and Beyonce of crime. Like, you know, I want, I really want that to happen. That would be amazing. Um, and I don't know, like, maybe she could even call in a favor from that dude that, uh, she slept with before, like, cause he seems to be high ranking. So maybe she could even use him somehow to, like, you know, um, help in the the investigation against her and stuff like that. So I don't know. Like, I'm hoping she yeah. can something out. But, yeah, but he's gone. He bounced like silver did. I mean, <laughs> w- w- was his whole apartment cleaned out, like furniture and everything? Like cooking, the furniture, everything was lice all down. Fingerprints gone, gone. Remember, he has that high quality job in DC that no one knows what he does. So he gone. No, I, I don't think he he cleaned out like like uh Terry did. No, no nobody cleans out that much. He cleaned out everything gone. You can't find him. No trace. Paper trail gone. Like Terry looked like he like wiped all the dust that was in the apartment and everything. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right about that. But but you know they they have to know that that's suspicious. Where you're just gonna all of a sudden leave after. Tasha says, oh, yeah, he knew about this, but he he bounced. So I don't know if they're still going to think, well, what's up with Terry? They may try to find him one way or another. Yeah, like, like you, how can you just, like, disappear like that, especially when you have such an important job? Like, somebody has to know where he is, and I think he might come back eventually. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm aware that things are looking bad for Angela. Um, there is a lot of, a lot of evidence against her. Um, and it doesn't help that she's constantly meeting up with Tasha and, and Jamie at the moment and even Tommy sometimes. So that can't help. And Proctor knows a lot as well. So it's not looking good, but I'm like th- this, this season has to end with some huge plot twists. So I'm, I'm just hoping that so she pulls something out the air and then, you know, she, uh, that we at least get another season of, you know, of them investigating or whatever. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Or Angela could just die, like I originally said. Yay. <laughs> no, that, that can't happen. Now. What has so, happened? So, 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 so how about this? How about this? You, you, want, you want a shocking conclusion. Say that Ghost decides he can't trust, can't trust Tommy to kill Teresi. So he kills Teresi. So as a form of payback, Tommy kills Angela. There you go. Now these guys are on a collision course against each other. Oh, oh my gosh, that's amazing! And <laughs> Angela's surprise. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Because I mean, they, they made it a point to emphasize that Tommy could get to Angela at any time. It, it, it just—it's so easy. Just break into the apartment, get into the car, and if that happened, you know, I, 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 Gary, his heart would just sink. He probably would not want to watch Power season six if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean they they already killed off Fifty Cent, which is like my favorite rapper ever. So they they, they can't kill my girl Angela too, man. Like they can't they can't get rid of her. I, I won't watch the show anymore. But yeah, no, I'm joking. I will. But yeah, um, very interesting. I I can't wait to see. Like honestly, I I really can't wait to see the next two episodes. Like it, there's it, it could go in any direction. Literally, like it's. I think it's actually got good again as well because you remember like towards the the mid 
season we were like where is this going like there's too much going on and it's not making enough sense but this episode really set things back on track a little bit and i think it was a really good episode do you guys agree i still have emotions i'm angry I, I I would say that I, I do have some mixed emotions, but I, I agree 100% because I know that last night when this episode aired on the, the Power of Stars app, the show was trending all the way up until this morning when I woke up and it was still trending. And then at one point, Tariq was trending. So I, I think a, a lot of comments I've saw, universally people said this was probably one of the best episodes of the season. You know, we'll have to see what happens in the next two episodes. But this episode definitely got people talking. So, yeah. I have to say, yeah, it definitely made an impact. But here's my question. Is it only impactful because of what happened with Kanan? That is a very good question. I, I don't, I don't think it's... You have the head situation. Is that enough to sustain to make this a really great episode? I, I, I liked, I enjoyed it thoroughly all the way through, like, you know, even before the, the Kanan death scene. And that, that just, you know, topped it off for me, um. But yeah, I, I thought it was a good episode even before the death happened. But w- what did you think, Rich? Yeah, I, I, I do think just to address the head situation, that definitely, this episode made you look like, oh, everything is on the up and up for Dre. You know, he walked in, strolled into the Bassett, you know, talking to the, the very attractive uh, woman that was working with the Bassett's. And you think everything's on the up and up, you know, crystal ball. It's talking about, yes, you know, I, I had a restaurant back in, um, back in Florida. So everything's on the up and up. And then at the end of, at the end of the episode, when they find that head is like, so if anything, this episode definitely turns some things on its head. You know, you take out Canaan. Literally. You know? Yeah. 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 Literally. There you go. Yeah. You take, you take out Canaan. And then of course, Dre, everything was cool with the Bassets. I think now that relationship is definitely in jeopardy. If he doesn't lose, that deal outright from that, it has to be close to being done because there's no way you can have that type of thing happen. And, you know, the police was there as well, so that that's a bad look for him. So it definitely put a lot of pressure on the bad guys because it felt like before when this episode started, everything was great for, for Dre. Now at the end, he's all back. He, he got, got a lot of things he got to deal with, even more so. So, but we'll see. But, but yeah, the, the Kanan death was I by far the most impactful but to me, the reason why the episode stands out is because it's the way that it went down. The death was bad enough, but the fact that, once again, Tariq was involved in all of this, and you saw how ha- how hard it hit Kanan emotionally, that definitely made an impact because it, it pretty much is like deja vu. When Ghost and Tasha set up Kanan, now it's it's uh, Tariq and Tasha. So it's a gut punch. So, yeah. Very emotional. <laughs> Indeed. So yeah, before we get out of here, like any fi- any more final thoughts on the episode? Anything uh, that we didn't mention or anything that you guys wanted to bring up? Dana? I, I'm just angry. And here's the thing. I know that 50 Cent had uh, a hand in how he was going to die. And I do love how it went down. But I'm just so befuddled. Because in my head, I had such a great way of him going. But overall, I do say that this was a rather decent show, and it, it, it seems like everything that we've gone through, even the rather boring episodes, um, it was worth it. So I'm very pleased. Yeah, 
Uh, I do want to say, like, all the signs leading up to this were there because it's like 50's been hyping this new song for like two weeks now. Like, the, the entire time Power's been away or whatever, like, he's been hyping this song, Get the Strap, and the music video with Takashi69, Uncle Murder, and Casanova. Um, and, you know, we all knew that it was going to drop right after the, the episode released and everything. So it all makes sense now, like, that he wanted to release like a big song. Uh, in his final episode kind of thing. So all the can, signs were there. Can I also just highlight my ignorance? I always thought get the strap meant get like the belt because I'm going to whoop you. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it's well, kind of well, interpretation. Tariq but, getting, you know, knocked down and finally getting his, his behind beat by his well, father. Well, well, well actually, I, I don't want to interrupt, but I just want to say this. When, at the scene where Tariq was cussing at his mom. I know damn well if I did that to my parents, I would have the taste slapped out my mouth. So <laughs> they need to discipline these kids out here today. You know, I'm not saying beat your kids because I, I don't want to tell you, you know, anything that's going to have you end up in jail. But you've got to discipline your kids because there was no discipline. There's no way in hell my if I had a kid, there's no way he's going to be talking to me like that. You know, F this, F that, oh, hell no. So, yeah, he should have got his ass whooped. And also, could have been stop getting having- his whip like two seasons ago. But yeah, go ahead. Go also, ahead. not just stop having Takashi and videos. That verse was just awful. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was like a real great song, it was and then it was like it was trash. Someone like sounded like someone banging on drums, and it was just I was garbage. And also, the, I find it funny the metaphor of the video. You see this guy riding oh. on the police car. Then he gets arrested. He got arrested recently and then got out of jail. So, yeah, I thought that to be very interesting, very symbolic. Yeah, funny story behind that because um, uh, one of 50 Cent's favorite movies is uh, The Dark Knight. So that scene was supposed to be symbolic of the Joker ah, where, he's, okay. uh, where he's like, you know, in the in the cop car or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, man. But yeah, Takashi's verse was trash, but everything else, the, the, the rest of the song is fire, though. Uh, definitely, definitely proud as a 50 Cent fan. But um, yeah, any final thoughts from you, Rich? Yeah, I, there is one final question I want to ask. We spoke about this earlier, and I'm just curious to hear what you both have to say, as well as the listeners that will listen to the show later. Uh, granted, what happened with Kanan, and, the, uh, and as you said, a lot of these stories are starting to merge, come together. How much longer do you think that Power is gonna gonna still be on the air? Because I mean, they've already greenlit season six. Do we honestly think it's gonna continue it, it continue past season six? That's the question I wanted to ask. Um, no, please, Lord, no. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think it should. Like, because it's like a lot of these storylines are getting real serious now with the investigations, and I just don't see how you can drag that out you know beyond season six like you can go another season and then if you go beyond that it's gonna be too dragged out i think um that's one of my criticisms with breaking bad i think it went on way too long because like how many times can you get back into cooking meth and then not get found and you know uh be, be still running from the cops and everything like that like there's only so many times that can happen so yeah, I, I don't want to see that happen with power. Um, so I think they should probably wrap it up in season six. What's your thoughts? 
Yeah, yeah, I, and I agree. I, I just was going to say with, with Breaking Bad, I guess the reason why it kept continuing and, you know, we had Walter White continuing to cook is because he finally had to come to the realization, oh, I didn't do this for my family. I did this for myself. This was about me because I love doing it. I love being a bad guy. I love making meth and I love doing all this illegal activity. So uh, the only way you can do that with power is if you, you have ghosts. You keep trying to get out the game. No, I got, I got, I just got to keep up with this. I got, I want to stay in the game. I'm not trying to try to be clean. And, what, and what, what reason do I have to be clean for anyway? I lost my family. Everything is fractured. That's the only way you can extend it. But even still, I don't think that's going to be a strong enough of a way to extend it. So I, I, all I'm saying is I don't know how it can continue. I know what I did find interesting is when Courtney Kemp had the video after when she mentioned everything that happened in this episode, she just says. Oh, yes. And we're going to see how this affects Tariq in subsequent seasons. And I thought to myself, she's very confident to think you're going to get greenlit for season seven. I mean, <laughs> almost on season six right now. So I don't know how much further they can take this. I guess if you want to have another show that's just specifically about Tariq and then people who don't like Tariq will never watch that show. But um, I just I mean, that, that was just my question. I'm not sure how long it can last, but we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, because there's a lot of sensitive things with this investigation now, and it's like, I don't know how they could avoid, like, they would literally have to kill a whole division of feds to to make the case go away or something, like, and that's not realistic, so I just don't understand how they could extend it uh, beyond another season, personally, but... Um, they're gonna have to do some very creative writing to make it uh, seem authentic. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. But uh, I want to hear what the people think now. So make sure you guys listening leave all your comments. Uh, I think we ran a bit long today, so I apologize if you guys, you know, thought it was a bit long. But it was a, a very important episode, and there was a lot to discuss. Uh, but yeah, make sure you guys fill up the comment section. I want to see some more theories i want to see some more thoughts about you know the canaan's death and everything and what you guys think might happen next uh, especially with teresi and uh, some of the other things going on in the show so looking forward to reading all those comments and thank you everyone for listening whether you're listening on itunes audio mac on the website or on youtube uh, we appreciate all of you for listening and participating in this show um, and you know i'm happy that so many people love this show as much as we do because uh, even Dana loves it. She may, it may not seem like it, but she really does. <laughs> yeah. So uh <laughs> I tolerate it. I tolerate it. Yeah. But yeah, we're out for now. So uh definitely look out for the show next week. Uh and by the way, to the power staff. Don't take another break next year, man. Like, I mean, it, it makes no sense. There was no holiday. Why did you take a week break? Like, it, it, there was no reason to, for real. But, yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week, people. Peace out. Peace out.